yesterday was Census Day, a reminder that we should all do our part to be counted. But in case you forget, the U.S. Census Bureau has invested a ton into technology to make sure no one is left behind. I'm Roger Chang, and this is your Daily Charge. With me is Lynn Law, who usually spends her time reviewing phones, um, so it's a little curious that you're spending some time on the census. Uh, Lynn, why did you decide to pursue this story? Hi, yeah. Um, I pursued the story two reasons. One was I was um, reading an article. I forgot which outlet, but it just mentioned in passing that the census was going, the enumerators this year was going door to door and using um, iPhone 8s to take down respondents' answers. And I just thought that was a really interesting piece of detail. It was small and um, it just kind of perked my ears. You know, I'm in, I cover the industry and I just thought, you know, why the iPhone 8? You know, like how did that happen? Whose idea was it? Um, what is going to happen to all these phones after? There's 500,000 enumerators. And so, you know, 500,000 iPhones. And I just thought it would be an interesting story to dig into. And uh, my second reason was basically I'm also, I was also really curious about the census. I, I know it's important. Um, and I just didn't really, I just didn't know how important. And I wanted to kind of explore that for myself. Um, and get to know the census better. Yeah, that's, I mean, a great point. Before we even get to the technology, let's let's talk about why the census is so important. Like, what exactly does the census do? Like, when you're, when you're filling out those forms, what does all that data actually feed into? Yeah, um, you know, you read a lot about the census that, um, you know, the data is used for redistricting and that it helps um, dole out congressional seats um, for your state. And... You know, when I read stuff like that, my eyes kind of glaze over. I mean, I know it's important, but I just, you know, didn't think like it affected me that much in terms of um, individuals. But the census is so important. It, you know, businesses use that data to see if they need to build a factory in that area. You know, Target will look into that data and decide if they're going to build, you know, a new location in your neighborhood. Um, for freeways, they look at, you know, neighborhoods that are going to be more populous and decide, you know, we should build an on-ramp in this way. So, you know, it affects your commute. It affects your libraries, your local libraries, your senior centers, your homeless shelters. Um, one, one fact that I thought was interesting was, you know, California has a huge homeless population. And when every year when we go to the federal government and we say, you know, we need more money for this issue, um, the first question the federal government's got to ask is, well, you know, we'll prove it. And the census data does that. And so it's a huge, impactful thing. All right. And look, the, the article's fascinating, especially the, the amount invested into the, the census, $15.6 billion. That's, that's a massive amount. Like, What goes into the investment for the census? Yeah, I mean, that is a lot of money. You know, it's taxpayer money. And um, the, the Bureau, you know, they don't take it lightly. It's always good to, you know, come in budget or under budget. And just $5 billion of that, it was reported that it was for IT specifically. When I spoke to Michael Thiem, who oversees the U.S. Census Bureau's software and IT teams, he had this to say. Um, it, it just doesn't seem feasible not to have an internet option, and it's so much more efficient for us to actually have people answer on the internet. Um, the cost of sending somebody to your house is, is very high compared to the, the pennies it costs us to mm. have you uh, respond over the internet. And, and for some, and, and the census actually also has a pretty long history of technological innovation. I, I don't know if people realize this, but um, IBM. Uh, Remington Rand and Unisys all sort of had their start in Census Bureau workshops back in the early part of oh, no the kidding. 1900s. Uh, 
Um, so, so you know, we want to be, we, we want to stay on the cusp of of, uh, of um, IT development, especially in the statistical and data data driven sort of um, areas. And so, five billion dollars is just for the IT, is just to get them online to get ours to. Um, taken all the data for the people who respond online. It's the security, it's the cloud systems, so and it's the staffing. So it's a it's a lot of money. And there's also the the energy after. You know, once they get the um numbers in, they have to report it to Congress and the president and to intake all that data and analyze it, that's also, you know, a huge endeavor. And so I mean part of this, I mean the reason why you pursued the story was because of the iPhone 8. How like how did the iPhone 8 and Apple get involved with this? You know, when the Bureau is taking in pitches from um, different contractors, I think this was around 2015, um, one company, a tech company called CDW, its government arm called CDWG, um, basically pitched um, using the iPhone 8. And at that time, the Bureau was considering everything. They even considered, they were considering Android phones, tablets, um, all types of OSs. And, um, this and CDWG has kind of um, a reselling relationship with Apple too, and they've been working together for you know more than twenty years. And so they pitched using the I- iPhone. The bureau looked at it and then awarded the contract to them. And um, another company called Pegasystems, a software company, basically built this the software that went into the iPhone. It's it's a contained app that enumerators use. Contained meaning um, it's self-contained. It's they they built it. You can't download it on the app store or anything like that. Like a, a normal user can't find the app. And they built the software not only into the phone, but also the software behind um, the online response system that you, when you and me fill out the census and go online, um, Pegasystem is one of the main um, builders of that. But there's a lot of contract. There's a lot of third companies that are involved in the census, like even Amazon and Oracle there. They're involved in the data, cloud systems, security management—it's a bunch of companies. And the the iPhone—I mean—they're handing out five hundred thousand iPhones. Like, can they just start downloading, you know, uh, Brick Breaker or Candy something? Crush? Candy Crush. <laughs> I don't know why I said Brick Breaker, which is like not a totally outdated reference, but yes. Like, can they just start downloading games and start browsing the internet? Like, what what can they do with these iPhones? Yeah, I might have dated myself saying Candy Crush too. I don't even know if kids are playing that. Um, I know that was like big, like well, they're, they're five definitely years ago. not. They're definitely not playing Brick Breaker. So, <laughs> yeah. um, no. Well, so it's it's restricted. It's under um, the the bureau's you know device management. So you it, they can make calls, but basically it's used as a census tool, and um, they can't download apps. They can't you know, you know, watch movies on the thing, and so. If they lose it also, it immediately gets bricked. So if you either, if it gets reported stolen or missing and, and you know, you steal one of their phones, it, it will be useless because it can't make calls um, and it won't be usable as a phone. All right. So, you know, any time you, you know, take this data and turn it digital, there is the risk uh, that it gets stolen, right? That hackers can get involved. What is the Bureau doing to mitigate those risks and really kind of prevent folks from actually taking advantage of this data? Right. So, you know, hacking into 
you know, the census is not completely unheard of or unprecedented. In 2016, the Australian census had a denial of service attack. So this data is very valuable. A lot of people, you know, foreign governments and even, you know, domestic entities might want to look into the data, manipulate the data, or even access the data. So security is a huge deal. Um, Some of the steps that the Bureau is taking on for the iPhones and for the online survey is uh, end-to-end encryption. So when the enumerators take in your data, and if it's from the moment it gets sent, it gets wiped from the phone, so it's not saved locally. Um, There's two-way authentication. And they also, the Bureau also kind of spread its online footprint, you know, so that if there is a an overwhelming, either on purpose or just, you know, so many people just so happen to answer the census all at one time in one part of the day, their online footprint is kind of spread to, to thwart any um, kind of uh, denial of service attack. And there's also some things that are built into the iOS that the Bureau found, you know, attractive that it's not, it's not unique to iOS, but it's something that enterprises still find attractive for security. The OS is stable, but there's also things like sandboxing and code signing that is built into and fundamental to the OS. And sandboxing is kind of a way that basically makes apps kind of stay in their lane. So apps can't reach out. Once you download an app, it can't reach out to other parts of the phone and kind of mess with it. And code signing is basically a way that the OS only will recognize uh, an app um, for, for its signature. And if it kind of changes itself after downloading, the OS won't recognize it. So it's those kinds of um, security things that will help the Bureau kind of usher the census into a more modern era. There's a lot of risks, but to them, it's it's worth it because they, they, they want a modern census. And it's also more efficient. You know, having it online will... S- save a lot of time. And especially during this era, I mean, during this time, this period of um, the coronavirus, a lot of people are on lockdown. So the more people who respond, um, the less houses that enumerators will have to knock on the doors from. And they're looking at the situation, they're, they're monitoring it, they pushed back a lot of the dates because of um, coronavirus. And a lot of things are still up in the air. But hopefully by the end of all this, we, they have, the Bureau wants a thorough and accurate count. That's what they always say. <laughs> all right. Well, that's our show for today. You can check out Lynn's story on CNET.com. If you have any questions, hit us up on Twitter at The Daily Charge or leave us a voicemail at 862-250-5713. Uh, one programming note, as you know, we've retooled our show a bit to focus on audio. and We've cut out the live Q&A portion of the show. So as a result, we'll be ending our longer daily charge supercharged episodes and really just focusing on this podcast so for the daily charge i'm roger chang thanks for listening <laughs>